Okay. So I've been trying to record this for a few minutes, but I live next, literally next to the train tracks for the Alaska Railroad. And whew, some of those trains are long. And I didn't think you had wanted to listen to it. So I just kind of let it go. And I was waiting for it to go and go and go. And it's definitely tourism season because I'm pretty sure that was the uh, a train coming back from somewhere or other with lots of people looking outside uh, the windows going, oh, people live here. We do. We do. There's a lot of people who live here all over the place. We even have a Costco. Anyway, hi, it's Jenna. Um, we have two Costcos and, and three if you count the one in Fairbanks. Did that one close down? No, that one opened up. Okay. Anyway, it's Jenna. Hi, here in Alaska. And I'm back with another newsletter. I know, shock and awe for all of you. Um, shock and awe is a terrible thing to say. Anyway, um, so I'm going to read it to you now. This week, uh, the headline is Going Small in Alaska. And the deck, um, which is the subhead, basically, is, well, no bigger than a marmot, mostly. So, my phone's camera roll is peppered with hundreds of photos of close-ups of ice on my car window, flowers, mushrooms, wildflowers about to bloom, wildflowers just bloomed, wildflowers past their prime, strands of bare fur on tree bark, more tree bark, so much tree bark. The patterns in tree bark are stunning. And the wild irises that stop me cold on trails at the start of every summer. Then there is a photo of a wild iris that I took this morning. The caption is, saw this beauty on a short hike on the Paraline Trail this morning. Then, continues, while I live down the road or flight away from towering mountains and ice fields and other large-scale this and that, it's the small things that really catch my attention here in Alaska. The things that don't beg for attention, though they deserve the attention. That's the word attention a lot, but I'm going to leave it. The large things, bears and bison and moose and mountains, would be nothing without the tiny building blocks that make them up. Okay, I will admit that wood bison are my long-term large animal obsession, and I'm keen on moose and bears too. And the uh, words wood bison link to a piece I did for an online magazine called The Magazine some years ago. Um, so you can link on that in the down in the newsletter. All the words are down below here. Um, and bears is linked to a piece I did for the New York Times on going to Katmai National Park and about the bear cam that everybody loves to watch and how people think they know the bears. Um, continuing. Oop. My dog just came in. Um, but on any given day or hike, it's the little things that stop me in my tracks and send me on a mini photo flurry. You can ask any friend I wander with. I go on dog walks with my friend Tracy four or so times a week. I am, I'm pretty sure, exhausting during mushroom season. But she's nice about it. She knows I'll eventually stop taking photos and rejoin the conversation. Eventually. This attention to tiny details is nothing new for me. Oops, I scrolled too far. A conversation with my closest friend, hi Catherine, reminded me that when it comes to Alaska, I've been fascinated with the small things for a long time. Long before I moved here and before Catherine got married and moved off to New Jersey. Ha ha, who's the Jersey girl now? Oh, it's, it's not as funny when I read that joke aloud. Anyway, um, and there's an asterisk that goes down below. I apologize to Catherine for making that joke, but I couldn't help myself. It's a Jersey thing. Anyway, she joined me on a few of my reporting trips to Alaska. I hope she'll still be friends after I made that bad joke. 
I should probably already said, I'm not going to. On one of those trips, maybe 15 years ago, we went hella hiking. That basically means we got to skip out on the hard part of hiking on a mountain. A helicopter dropped us off so we could go all sound of music twirling around in fields of wildflowers. There was no literal twirling. That would be somewhat too incredibly dangerous on top of a mountain. The way down was long. Anyway, we didn't earn the joy atop that mountain, but we sure did revel in it. When you're on a mountain above the tree line, the wildflowers are somewhat small. They have to hold their own against sun and wind with no trees to shield them, but they are just as vibrant as their brethren down below. Catherine is also a writer, so she can talk tiny details too. That's a good thing, because I am sure I would have annoyed pretty much anybody else. That's all to say, this newsletter is about to take an exciting shift. Are you ready? We're going small for the summer, maybe longer. While ice fields and mountains and tales of encountering massive brown bears or bull moose with 75-inch racks might be the first things that catch the attention of people when thinking about Alaska, they are far from the only interesting things about this massive land. The land and the waterways and even the bear are made of so many tiny bits. And that bear spends a lot of her energy trying to catch one of nature's great heroes, the ground squirrel. Okay, ground squirrels are really an underdog kind of creature, but as you might guess, I love an underdog. I love ground squirrels. So two weeks at a time, I'm going to focus on a series of topics that all lean small. Some of what you can expect, a grouping of Amanita muscaria, a square inch of soil, a tuft of spongy tundra, wood frogs, strands of bear fur, bits of bone, shrew scat, an inch of ice in the midst of a glacier, a narrow crevasse, sizes relative, of course, earrings made by artists who usually work on a massive scale, spruce tips, the tiny wildflowers that grow above treeline, or the newborn trees that emerge from a crack in a massive rock hundreds of yards away from the coastline. No mammals or sea creatures larger than a marmot. Can marmots swim? Would be cute. A single color on an artist's palette, the seed of an idea for an Alaskan writer. My heart is all fired up thinking about these bits. And then, um, Oh, I shouldn't admit these things in, out loud. There's a photo of a steel furnace that is shaped, or a steel candle holder. It's not a furnace. It's a candle holder shaped like a heart with a heart cut out, and you can see the candle in it. That's a furnace. That's a tiny candelabra, candle holder, something. Um, and my caption on it is, I'm such a dork. And then there's a credit for the person who took it. It's Cathal Mackenbeepa, and um, it's from Unsplash, which is something that, uh, what is, no, this is a Substack lets you do. Anyway, so enough. uh, So unless enough of you write to me to say you're over it, I'm going to focus on all things ranging from nearly invisible to small, with small remaining an ever-flexing outer boundary. I make the rules here. You'll get to meet scientists who sweat the small stuff and artists who spend hours on wee works or large-scale works of tiny things. I'll take you out on hikes and in boats and into restaurants to meet chefs cooking with foraged goodies. And it's all going to start in two weeks with black cap chickadees. Yep, chickadees. They were the first ones to show up for the job interview, and then they stayed. A birdhouse I'd been hanging wherever I hung my hat over the last years finally took on some tenants. First there were two, and now... I have no idea how many are in there, but if all goes well, I have some photos of some fledglings for you soon. And the uh, caption, then there's a photo of a, of a, of a, of one of the chickadee parents, um, and standing outside of the birdhouse, uh, hanging sideways on, on a chain that goes to a 
swing outside my door. And the caption says, a rather haggard adult black cap chickadee on trip number 14 million to gather food for the littles waiting inside the birdhouse. Both adults go out on food gathering missions all day long and into the early part of the evening. The chickadets, that's not actually a scientific term, um, go nutters when they're peeping with their peeping when one of their parents pops into the birdhouse. I'll miss them when they fledge, though my understanding is that some will stay local. Chickadees, tiny beings that they are, stay put in Alaska year-round. Tough little buggers. And then this line, my trail cam is on the job. And then there's a picture that was taken from my trail cam of um, a somewhat annoyed-looking chickadee parent sitting, looking out from the birdhouse. And the headline, the caption there is very, um, I guess, millennial, and I'm Gen X, so... I should be embarrassed, but I'm not. It just says what? W-U-T question mark. And then that's the end of that bit. And then there's links of interest, mostly about Alaska, but may stray if if of interest on little things, big things, art, nature, science, music, books, this, that, and the other, which means I can post whatever the hell I want. So the links are to um, 11 p.m. on Chickagoff Island by Mary Emmerich. And I probably mispronounced that, so I apologize. Um really beautiful piece. You should scroll down and click on that. And then a piece about how art influence, how does art influence attitudes to nature and how can it help to create positive outcomes on conservation? Very interesting. Um, and some beautiful art. And then a older piece, I think from, was that the New York Times? Uh, no, New Yorker, I think, from on seeds, the gateway drug to gardening. And then a piece from the Alaska Beacon, which is a new publication here covering um, all things policy and government. And it's really good reporting so far. And I'm very happy to have it. And they have a wonderful, they, they are sharing their work. It's a, uh, you can, you can use their, use their work as long as you credit them. And that's wonderful. So it's a piece about um, Alaska's permafrost and how more soil is staying thawed year round. And that's a UA at University of Alaska Fairbanks scientist finding. Um, fascinating and not good. Um, and did you know that taliks, T-A-L-I-K-S, are sections of year-round thawed soil wedged in areas with permafrost, generally between the lower layers that remain and freeze and the active surface layers that freeze and thaw with the seasons. I didn't know that. It's fascinating. And there's more of them than there ever have been before. Then there's an article, Scientists Examine Gulf of Alaska Seafloor to See Effects of Bottom Trawling. And then I link to a uh, a video from Portugal the Man, who actually got their start in Wasilla here. And you've heard of Wasilla before because somebody else comes from there. I'm not going to mention her. I don't. I just can't handle it. Um, but Portugal the Man, I'll mention because they're they live in Oregon now. But such good guys. They totally come back and help Alaskans out with all sorts of stuff, have remained incredibly loyal. And this has been um, a hard time with what's going on in the news. And um, I think you should just play the song that's there. So scroll down to that. Next section, one fine Alaska dog. Oh, make that in this issue, rabbit. And um, it's a photo of GH. Uh, GH lives under the shed at the end of my yard. GH stands for ginger herb, which is a combination of names concocted by myself and my human neighbors. Um, the neighborhood dogs, including my finch and the feral cats, go mad for her. But um, so far, GH has outfoxed them all. And 
I hope that continues. Cute little ginger rabbit. Illegal to turn a feral rabbit into a house pet in Alaska, so I haven't. And it's also not probably a healthy thing for my for my dog, so I'm not. But, oh, so cute. So tempting. And um, then I say, okay, lovelies, that's it for today. See you in two weeks with many things chickety. And want to see what the little buggers are up to in the meantime. I'm posting almost daily updates on Instagram. And there's a link to my Instagram. And sometimes on Twitter too. And and a link to my Twitter. And also, if you enjoy your time here in Alaska, please share with your friends and encourage them to subscribe. They can pay me if they want or not. It's free for now. Oh, you can give them a paid subscription as a gift. That would be nice of you. You are so nice, Jenna. All right. See you in two weeks. That'll do it.